Hey, this is uh, Chris Hopkins uh, Welcome you back for episode 3 of Hop Topics This episode I am joined by the lovely Bridget Martin uh, You can see her uh, forming her special brand to stand up in Chattanooga And all over the southeast Bridget, uh, welcome to Hop Topics How are you doing today? I am fabulous <laughs> It's really great to have you in here Uh Full disclosure, man, Bridge has been a, a real big help to me. Um, she's had gotten me booked and got me a lot of opportunities to get on stage and kind of get on this little run I've been on lately. So really wanted to thank you for that. But you've been on a run yourself. You've been uh, back and forth to Alabama, Carolina, doing a bunch of traveling, uh, you and Art. So go ahead and uh, fill us in on your travels. Yeah, I actually just got back from a week in Alabama, uh. <laughs> which... Um, I've never been to um, a lot of the different parts of Alabama that I was in this past week. Um, I've done Huntsville and Florence, but I went to Tuscaloosa okay. and Birmingham. Mm. Um, so that was really fun uh, and very racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, And then we had um, a little uh, pop off into Atlanta and then back into to Alabama. So, Okay, me being a, a transplanted Yankee, I'm just getting comfortable in Tennessee I'm still scared as shit to go to Alabama as a black man. So I don't know. I mean, people, I've, I've had mixed uh, mixed uh, kind of results. Some people's like, oh, yeah, it's it's completely fine. It, it's better than Ohio, which Ohio is kind of a piece of shit. But then I've heard, heard, heard other people to say when you get within uh, five miles of the uh, Alabama border, you start hearing banjos. So <clears throat> see, I, see, I've done a lot of stuff in Huntsville mm -hmm. and Northern Alabama is wonderful. Okay. Like I've never experienced anything weird there. I, I was told that Cullen, Alabama, okay. which is, I believe, just south of Huntsville, um, is like a place that you don't stop for gas, uh, um, yeah. especially you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you too, boy. Don't you stop yeah. here for nothing. You um, keep driving. Don't even drive through. Drive around. Yeah, like I heard like KKK is like active there. And I don't know this for sure. This is just no, I'm writing I've this heard. down. I know, I know it's to go around color. Um, that but, with a C or a K? Yeah. Or three Ks? <laughs> but it was certainly, it was like, it was very south. It was very south. Okay. I mean, and, and the, it's... The South is living down South has been a lot better than uh, I really imagined and thought it was. I love being in Chattanooga. I say you would have to pay me a whole lot to move back north. So I like the South. I just try to be aware. There's some shitty places up north I don't want to be either. So I just try to avoid shitty places wherever they might be on the map. Yeah, I think there's shitty places everywhere. It's yeah. not just the South. There's shitty places no matter where you go. Speaking of shitty places, you got to go to Columbus not too long ago, didn't I you? I did, and that was not a <laughs> shitty place. That was awesome. You didn't go to the west side. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know where I was, uh, but it yeah. was awesome. It was... Uh, like for the longest time I've been going out on the road now and like and I drive to these places and a lot of times I have to like come right back mm -hmm. and so I didn't really get time to spend where I was like yeah. or hang out after the shows and so in Columbus Art and I uh, Art Sturdivant the my, my travel partner we were both staying overnight we didn't have anything to do the next morning so we just hung out we got mm -hmm. to hang out with the comics and it was awesome and now the area of town you were at a high street campus now that is a fun place Especially for like a comic, you can have a lot of fun for like just a little bit of money. So there are hospitable places in Columbus where you don't uh, have to, you know, hop over the hypodermic needles and dodge the junkies. Yeah, I did not see any hypodermic <clears throat> needles or any drug use. Um, other, well, you, you didn't know. go to the west. Side. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I like to stay safe. I was yeah. wearing heels and a dress, um, yeah. so I needed to play it safe. That's cool. So uh, we got to play, was it Cafe Kerouac? Yes. Yes, which yeah. is a really cool little coffee shop, but they also serve beers, and they had, like, cookies and Rice Krispie treats and books. They had, like, so many, like, really cool books. And so there was a coffee shop, and then on the other, like, there was a, a separate room uh, behind it, which is where the comedy was. And it mm-hmm. was it was just such a neat little setup. It was, And it was right near the campus, and it was fun. I missed that stretch uh, of High Street. That's uh, actually That's Clintonville. Street, yeah, it was yes. High Street, and then a little bit north of campus is Clintonville, so it's kind of got like a little hipster vibe, and it's like for all that. the people who graduated from Ohio State who doesn't know what the fuck they're gonna do with their lives, but you know, still kind of live like college kids. But there's a lot of culture, a ton of shows booked. Like the first shows that I ever uh, got to perform in, uh, mostly hip hop, were on that stretch of High Street at uh, Scully's, and then a place called the High Five, which is no longer there. So uh, I really I, that if one of the few places and parts of Columbus I missed was right on that strip. So there there is a lot of fun to be had there. So you also said that uh, aside from your uh, Alabama trip, you got to dip into Atlanta. Yes. Where'd you get to go to Atlanta? Uh, we did. Um, Art and I were traveling in uh, Alabama together, so we mm-hmm. went to Atlanta for a reproductive rights fundraiser that we performed in at the Highland Inn, which is a wonderful venue. Yes, it is. Beautiful place. Uh, and then afterwards, we popped in for a late night mic at this bar called Church. Um, and it was very blasphemous, and I felt very <laughs> at home. <laughs> so tell us uh, a little bit more about both the uh, Reproductive Bits uh, gig and then the uh, later uh, um, spots you got to perform at church. So the Reproductive Bits uh, fundraiser was actually put on by Sam Gordon, who's very active in the Atlanta comedy scene. Uh, she does a lot of stuff out there, and um, I had actually approached her along with a local comic, Morgan Gray, um, about doing a reproductive rights fundraiser. And she's like, I'm actually already doing that. And we're like, oh, great. And she's been churning them out. And she's got like raffles. She's got donations from local uh, businesses. I mean, she's raised um, uh, over $1,000 so far for the charity that she's working for. Really well put together and got to see um, three or four other Atlanta comics perform, which I always love watching people perform that I've not seen before. So... Me too. That was kind of why I, why I asked because there's been a huge movement of um, large scale like movie studios and uh, entertainment entities trying to say that they're going to exit the state of Georgia because of the abortion laws. But there are so many active uh, people who are allies of people, you know, who want to have, you know, women's choice, uh, basically anybody's choice to be, you know, who they want to be in, in Atlanta and so I kind of feel like these people should be supported. And instead of, you know, supporting these companies running out of the state, we should support the people trying to make change within the state. So, yes. you know, any any anything positive going on in Atlanta, because there's so much going on. I try to try to highlight and let people know that, you know, um, it's really great to be able to have so much entertainment going on in Atlanta. You don't have to break yourself to move to L.A. Um, the, the cost of living is cheaper. People are more personable. It's not dealing with, you know, like the California pretentiousness. So I think that, you know. The- and the world of Coca-Cola is there. <laughs> oh, man, all the best food is in the South. Atlanta. Man. I love Atlanta. I would live in Atlanta in a heartbeat. I, I love, love the living Marta, down there. I love living down there. I five just, points. I just <sighs> needed to be here for family. And then I ain't got that Atlanta money. Somebody cut me a check with enough zeros. I'm going to get an apartment. Right there in Midtown, like right across from the Laughing Skull. 
So oh, that, that would be amazing. That's that's my dream. But somebody pays me Atlanta money, I'll be down there with Lil John every night. But right now I got <laughs> a Chattanooga. Is Actually, I think Lil John's probably in Europe DJing. So oh, we'll, we'll, I will find some uh, some other uh, rapper yeah, that I don't yeah. exactly some other rapper that I can't understand what the fuck they're saying other than yeah okay trends. yeah yeah so whoever whoever is in Atlanta Amigos Gucci Mane somebody somebody is cut it me Luda a check in Atlanta yeah Luda. I would throw my panties at Luda <laughs> he is a beautiful black man oh man uh, Luda I would have to put on panties so that I have something to throw at him <laughs> but I would do that for him. Oh my gosh, you got the black dude blushing in the booth. You can't even see it. But. Man, I'm a Luda fan, so I mean, I, I guess I see. I used to rap and do music, and see, that's where all the pussy is. You don't even have to be attractive to get people to like oh, you. Oh, he's you're a rapper? Ludacris? I only know him from his acting on Law and Order SVU. Ludacris is on Law and Order SVU? Yes, he played uh, Detective Tutuola, which is Ice T. Uh, he's his nephew, and he is a rabble rouser. What? Yeah. Uh, don't know if you believe this, but he gets arrested. Oh, yeah. Law and order. And he's like crazy. See, that's another thing that shows how fucking old I am. The Ice-T has been a TV cop, and that's what everybody remembers him. And I was like, oh, Ice-T, the cop from TV. And it's He's like, a great TV cop, though. Yeah, but he was like a better like pimp and gangster. That's like the first rapper that I bought like tapes of. It's like I wanted to be Ice-T. Before I wanted to be Ice Cube, the perm well, did the perm didn't work, but a lot of people like want pimp and gangster for life, but that's a hard life, dude. You yeah. know, and now he's making that Atlanta money. Yeah, you gotta have a backup plan. You can't be pimping forever. Although Magic Don Juan is pulling off, but you don't want to be seventy five in a bright green suit with a pimp cup. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I might. I don't know. I, I guess maybe. See, so that that's the debate: is is pimping. A permanent life lifestyle choices are just temporary. Oh, I could tell you what it is. <laughs> it ain't easy. <laughs> From a pimp. <laughs> she went in a pimp mode. Like, well, I can tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this here about pimping. Let me tell you. I can tell you what it is. Yeah, I think that's the only thing I can tell you about pimping. <laughs> and I know that there's a special slap involved. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and a little roughing up of the ladies. Or Man. dudes. I guess I could pimp out dudes. I guess. Hey, whatever people are buying these yeah. days. Yeah. Pimp, pimp it on out. People want to watch flies fuck. I go find the flies. Hey, I don't know about insect pimping. That's. I don't know if I can condone that on hop. No. Whatever you into. If we'll find. If, if, if the fly. <laughs> Is that if, about to be a hop take? If you can or get a, a fly. If you hop, get, if I you can't get even say a it. Hop topic. <laughs> if you can get consent from the fly. If you like it to fly to sign a form or something. Oh, you're one of those. Then you and. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't ha- you can't Wait, take advantage of a fly. Hashtag me too from the fly community. Exactly. Okay, I get you. Then then you'll have You're people covering that are all upset. your bases. Hey, I do I do not want to be protested by flies who have a fly picket lying outside. Just <sighs> yeah, because they are annoying. Yeah, I'm trying to actually pick picnic, and they're gonna be picketing my picnic, fucking up my food. Yeah, and they'll get all the ants involved. Yeah. Oh, jeez. As long as they don't invite the mosquitoes, is I. They're already out there. <sighs> They're, pro- they're protesting you no matter what. <laughs> Tennessee mosquitoes are aggressive, man. I never, never understood until I got down here. I thought Florida was bad. That's where I'm from, and it's bad here. <laughs> I'm afraid of Florida. I haven't gotten to Florida. I'm, I'm progressing south. Like I, I got, I'm, I dipped my toe in the southern waters with Tennessee, and I got like. Well, Florida's deep. not really the south. Northern Florida is the south. Yes, and northern then, Florida, but like. And then South Florida is like a whole nother like yeah. country. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's Miami Vice time. down Excellent. there. See, if I go down that far, I'm not coming back. You will. Yeah, when my money runs out. <laughs> 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 oh, man, this has been uh, Chris Hopkins, uh, episode three of Hop Topics. I'm here with the uh, lovely Bridget Martin. I'm going to go ahead and to, uh, throw it on the break. Before I go to break, I want to thank my friends, as always, from uh, Scratch House and uh, Freedom Automotives in Columbus, Ohio. If you need your car cleaned out, spiffed up, polished up, want to get them dents out of it, want to get the headlights so they don't look like they got cataracts, give Nate a call. He's over there on Centerpoint Drive. And uh, we'll be back for round two. The name is... Just that nigga smoking blunt, so he spitting that game. Used to call me 420, but that shit all the same. I'm all in, man, like Texas Hold'em. I see 5 over Patrol. Okay, we're back with a second segment of Hop Topic. I had to come rushing back because Bridget broke out the damn gummy bears. And I like gummy mm-hmm. bears, so I wanted to eat they're a gummy not bears, bear. They're dinosaurs. Gummy dinosaurs. So yeah. these I are... looked at the bears, but the dinosaurs look better. The gummy dinosaurs is good, as you can tell. I was chewing to the microphone. This makes for good radio. <laughs> it really does. We're eating gummy bears on the radio. Or the internet, actually, because people don't use radios anymore. Uh, I use a radio. Really? Oh, yeah. I listen to the radio um, not all the time, but sometimes. Like when I'm trying to just see what, what's out music-wise and also to kind of hear what's going on in town. Uh, but also because my phone's been broken, so I can't listen to my music. Uh <laughs> On my media player. <laughs> my phone has been like dropped more than the NBA basketball and I'm too cheap to get another one because I'm paying for podcasts and I'm just going to break that phone too. So <laughs> so you need to get a sponsor with a, a cell phone fixing yeah, company. <laughs> I do. Or a cheap cell phone company. So we are out here searching for sponsors. Now, um, getting back on a topic, you uh, let us know about the uh, reproductive rights show you were mm-hmm. part of in Atlanta. And you uh, have a similar show coming up here in Chattanooga. Get us uh, some information yeah. on that. So uh, Morgan Gray and I, we have put together a series of shows um, in Chattanooga, Nashville, Knoxville. And we um, added Huntsville and New Orleans just onto oh. the bill. Um, but it's called Abort Mission. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to be benefiting various charities. Um, the ones in Chattanooga, Knoxville, and Nashville are going to be for the uh, Access Reproductive Center mm-hmm. of the Southeast. And then in Alabama, it's Alabama Women's Center. And I don't think they've picked out a charity yet in um, New Orleans. But okay. it's basically, you know, just charities that help do, you know, for the cause. Yeah, I mean, the, the cause being is a lot of these uh, southern states and northern states, I'm looking at you, Ohio, have just put these ridiculous laws on the books to uh, almost outlaw abortion and a woman's uh, choice to decide if, you know, she wants to bring a baby or she's ready for it and a lot of this money is going to help to keep the uh, few remaining centers that are open in the south these women have to drive hundreds of miles to get to and you know make it you know hundreds instead of thousands and just to make the uh the process a little bit easier so as a man i can't and it's not even just about abortion it's 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 really i mean that's like one part of it okay um it's it's about a lot of things it's about you know this is uh, as a woman, it's my body. Mm-hmm. As a man, I mean, you you have reproductive rights too, uh, and it's so it's not really just about abortion, but that's part of it. And you know, the money is also like the the centers that we're helping um, are also helping with legislation to help prevent these bills from okay. you know affecting everybody because it's not just a woman's issue. 
I, I, I agree too, and thanks for the information. Um, I'm glad you came on because it would look stupid me trying to talk about it, you know, kind of being on the outside looking in, but. I mean, that's the hot topic. That's yeah. what everybody, you know, that's the the pushy issue about it. But it, it goes much deeper than that. And, and it, it's funny because, I mean, Roe versus Wade was decided in 73. So it's not just a hot topic. It's always been bubbling under the surface. It's always kind of been there. And there's so much up in the air politically. And there's, there's, there's change of foot in so many different ways, both good and bad. So I want to try to be on the right side of things and, and support things that I know are going to help the most people. And give people the you know the best quality of life. Yeah, and it's I mean even if you are pro life, that's fine, but you can be pro life and be pro choice at the same time. Yeah, you know you're not I'm not asking you to to say uh, yeah it's okay to have an abortion. You know you can feel like that's not okay, but as far as laws go, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like I wouldn't have one personally, but it's not about me basically. Really? Yeah, it isn't. One of the few things on the planet that is not about me. <laughs> it's a very small list. So um, now your one of your primary duties is in uh, in tasks and comedy is running the open mic at the Comedy Catch, mm-hmm. and you get to see a variety of animals and flavors. Oh, so tell me about <laughs> animals, how yes. <laughs> how you stumbled upon that uh, that fun task and all of the fun you've you've gotten to deal with. You know, meeting all the comics and getting everybody booked and kind of being like a kindergarten teacher. It is uh, kind of like being a kindergarten teacher sometimes, like having to explain to people like how open mic works, why it works the way it does and and why it's important to, to do open mic if it's, you know, if you want to invest in yourself and invest yeah. in your comedy career. Um, and, you know, especially doing it at a club because representation from the club is watching. Um, so that leads to more opportunities, which is how I got involved. Um, I was just going to the open mics when Luke Martyr was hosting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the host of the open mics and then he turned it over to me cause he just, it was time for him to give it up. And so I've been doing it for a little over a year now. And, um, it's really grown a lot. Um, it used to be once a month, now it's twice a month, and it's a booked mic, so you have to sign up in advance, and it's booked all the way out through August, um, and we get comics coming from all over, Nashville, Knoxville, Asheville, Atlanta, Huntsville, Florence. I mean, they're coming from all over. I think that moving it to a booked mic, it kind of changes it's not it's not a true open mic but it makes it a much better experience for the 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 crowd and the comics sometimes you get to those open mics and you might get like 30 or 40 people signed up Mm -hmm. um the host and and the venue really doesn't have an idea who's going up so you might have like four or five uh acts going up that to put it mildly you know are less strong so if you have you know four or five bad you know acts in a row you might wind up losing your crowd or just putting a negative yeah. a negative light. And I don't want to say it's not a true open mic because yeah. it is because anybody can get up. We okay. don't turn anybody away. Okay. And as far as being a booked open mic, it's just about the amount of slots that are available. Because, I mean, that open mic started to get more and more people signing up, which means the show went longer and yeah. longer. And realistically, I mean, you can't get an audience to sit there and pay attention yeah. for more than a couple hours. That's a long time, especially when it's not... Um, the same person standing up there for, you know, 10, 20 minutes at a yeah. time. They're, you know, 16 people doing five-minute sets. That's a lot of people to watch. Um, and as far as, you know, people that aren't 
as strong. Um, that's where, you know, when you set up your lineup, you know who your strong people are and you just kind of sandwich those other people in between to kind of, so it's just like an up and down of, uh, energy and, and talent. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of strong and talent, um, you've been able to give a lot of people opportunity to get on stage and mm-hmm. really hone themselves and get better. Who are some of the people that you can think of that you've seen improve and you can recommend people go and see your up-and-coming comics that have come out the open mic? Um, if, we, if we were going just based on the comedy catch open mic, I'd say um, like Ethan McFall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs the Alcoholics Not Anonymous open mic uh, every Thursday in Chattanooga. And I've been watching him since he started. And I mean, he's just come leaps and bounds, mm-hmm. um, he, like just a little over a year in. And he's, I mean, he's amazing. Uh, Matt Harris, also really strong. Uh, I uh, like Matt's, Matt's sets. He's got so, he got so much energy. He is uh, probably one of the most high energy yeah. comics uh, I've seen in a while. Um, that isn't like pro. Yeah. Um, oh my man, we get people that come from all over. We've had uh, from Huntsville or from Birmingham. We've had Jose Cooks. Yeah, he's good. He's really good, and, and he comes out pretty often. But we just there's so many. Yeah. There's so many people that come, um, and you really get to see uh, good people. And then I, there's people coming all the time that I've never seen before. So yeah. I'm just I'm getting exposed to new people all the time when I go. It's always cool to see somebody you've never seen before get up and surprise you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that 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 uh, comedy catch open mic is a very important show here in a Chattanooga comedy. Like you said, it gets uh, everybody a little bit of time up there on the big stage mm-hmm. and you start to kind of get used to it and get a little bit of exposure. But that's not the only show you're involved with. No. You're also involved with the uh, Improv versus Stand Up show at mm-hmm. Improv Chattanooga every third Saturday. Third Saturday of every month, and yeah. it's a ten o'clock show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is probably one of my favorite shows that I ever get to do because it's different every single time. Uh, we have the stand ups; they do their set five to seven minutes, and then the improv troupe goes up and does skits based on what they just saw. Okay. So it's basically like watching your stand up be interpreted by other people which is and really cool it's really fun I think it's like it's so flattering to see what people pull like what they remember what sticks out to them what inspires them because you're you're their muse yeah. for five to seven minutes you're their muse that they're getting their material from and then they just go up there and you know it's is it great every time no <laughs> you know but there are there are more times than not where it's really it's one of those great. things where it depends on the on your definition of what you're looking at great because improv you've got to come up with it right there and yes. the fact that they are there interpreting no matter what the hell is thrown at them mm-hmm. from whatever the fact that they actually do it and come up with something is great yeah because they're watching you for your whole yeah. to five to seven minutes and then they immediately go up on stage they don't yeah. have time to sit there and like confer with each other to be like okay then you're gonna come up and say this yeah. it's basically like one person steps up and says something relevant to what they just saw and then everybody else has to play with it i think the bravery you're getting up there and just going with what pops in your head and then having someone else who trusts you enough and is crazy enough to come off of it i think that's where the greatness comes up because they're brave enough to get up there it's like i'm gonna be silly as hell and this is what and i just came see up. what happens yeah I, and it that is terrifying like improv terrifies me <laughs> But they're also like so closely knit. They're so like they're such good friends with yeah. each other and they're like they're a great team and they like each other and I'm kind of jealous of that camaraderie that they have. It's like the circus family that does like the flying trapeze and yeah. walks on the tightrope together. Yeah. yeah. And they've got each other's backs and they're in it to win it 
and if they lose, they all lose, and they take it gracefully. See, teamwork is a beautiful it's, thing. It is. It's beautiful to watch. <laughs> so we've got improv uh, versus stand-up, and then you also have your show on every random Tuesday you can get at, <laughs> at the Moxie Hotel. Yeah, it's been working out to be the third Tuesday of every month, mm-hmm. but it's really just they tell me a Tuesday. It's better than the sixth together. Tuesday of every month. Yeah, yeah, that which would be never. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's at the Moxie in downtown Chattanooga, which is a really cool, like, posh, hipster hotel, um, you know, for the young people. It's all about hashtags and Instagram. <laughs> and, oh, my God, my drink is pink. And, you know, that kind of thing. It's a really cool spot. Yeah. Um, and we just have – it's a free comedy show, so, like, Moxie puts up the money for it. And we get to entertain people. Um, it's a weird – it's a weird show, but it's fun. It's fun. Weird is good, though. I mean... Because we're like the happy hour entertainment. So, like, people are generally sitting a little farther away from us than we're used to. uh, Mm -hmm. Because we're used to, like, tables and chairs. Or at least chairs right in front of us. But these people are, like, sitting at the bar, which is a good, like, 10, 15 feet away. And sometimes you can't even tell if they're paying attention. (laughs) That builds character as a comic, though. It does. And I love to watch people do it um, because it is a struggle. And it's... That sounds mean of me, but I'm just like... You know, watching it's it like puts hair on your chest. There Comedic was a mic hairs. that I used to do at uh, Rocky Mountain Pizza in Atlanta on Sundays, a Sunday workout by Joe Smith, and it was a sports bar that was uh, basically a base for Philadelphia Eagles fans, and it was on Sundays. So nobody really wanted us there. the The, the people in the bar were watching the game, and the other comics really weren't there to really give you support. They were just trying to see what would stick. So I feel like going to that Sunday workout and saying things and not getting a reaction, not getting the laughs, having a struggle um, really helped my growth a lot. There were times when I would go there and I would use material and not get a peep, but I would work the material out and then I'd go somewhere like the Laughing Skull two days later and get laughs. So. Well, I think what it does is it really challenges you to learn how to engage people. Yeah. Because even if you know that this stuff hits everywhere else that you go, this is, it's a different animal. You have to attack it differently. And so it just kind of like, it changes the gears in your head to think differently about how you're going to do it and get people to pay attention. Uh, that's one of my favorite things is seeing somebody who can go up there and really take the reins and grab people's attention that maybe necessarily weren't paying attention before. That's something that I'm kind of starting to try to learn and, and get to is, and it's just, it's kind of crowd work. Like coming from a music background, I'm used to kind of not really addressing or looking or focusing on the individual audience members just kind of, you know, trying to give a presentation. But as a comic, you've got to look down and address and talk to people and be like, hey, motherfucker, you pay attention and actually yeah. interact with them. And the best comics can actually go up in a cold room and make the room the material, go around the room and talk to people and start conversations to where people weren't paying attention. I think that's that's when you're really, really good. Like you said, when you can get people who weren't necessarily paying attention and not only pay attention to be part of the show. Yeah, and crowd work is one way to do that, but it's also about your energy and enthusiasm and, you know, the way you're standing there even. Yeah. It's very subtle things that people recognize and take notice of. So Not wearing a big puffy blue ball on your <laughs> yeah, keychain. Get, yeah, and... taking your keychain off is, um, <laughs> you know, because I just stare at that the whole time. <laughs> I went on stage with a big, like, puffy ball Huge like, on my keychain and, like, nobody looked like I had a big, big-ass Smurf on my belt. 
And oh, I didn't realize so it until Bridget was nice enough to let me know. Was like, don't go and stay the Smurf this time. Yeah. The Smurf is good luck, though. I hate telling people those things. I feel like such an a-hole. But like at the same time, I'm like, if it's distracting me, yeah. I know it's distracting the audience. Well, it would be worse like letting somebody go on stage with a booger in their nose. It's like... Well, that's a little harder to see. <laughs> um, <laughs> although at the Depends comedy cut, the they, do the have that, that, they do have that big screen on the yeah. side. Um, but it's also, you know, I mean, just when people go up there and they like play with the mic cord the whole time. Yeah. Like it's almost like... like audiences are like dogs like they can smell fear yeah they know when you're scared they know when you're nervous and it's little things like that that show it and it 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 can work not well for you (laughs) yeah that is that is true an audience can smell fear Uh and and i think it kind of bounces off like the audio the the comic is afraid then the audience senses it and then it comes back to the comic the comic's like oh fuck i'm bombing then the audience is like, yeah, you are kind of bombing right now. And it's a silent, it's a yeah. silent exchange too. Like you're not, this isn't a conversation you're having with them out loud. It's, <laughs> it's just, everybody knows. It's like sitting there on a bad date when both of you know the date isn't going good yeah. and you both one is like, yeah. well. When you know you bought those condoms for nothing. <laughs> I really want to go home. I know you want to go home too, but nobody knows how to say it quite yet. So we're just going to You're just waiting to see if she would pay first. And be awkward. <laughs> we mean pay. <laughs> <laughs> where are you going on dates cook out <laughs> okay all right well, somebody still got paid for it <laughs> i got coupons <laughs> for cookout where yeah. do you get those because i want some oh you gotta date a girl from cookout <laughs> i'll do that i would like to get that big tray combo no i'm i'm, I'm not shake. i'm not that terrible but i would break in uh in cookout just for the uh corn dogs the corn dogs are uh, so good i have corn dog sticks all over my car i just wish that uh for that in the hush puppies like how they have that total cereal where it has 100 percent of the vitamins and stuff baked mm-hmm. in the cereal <laughs> they could just put those vitamins in the hush puppies we would be good. Then I could just eat hush puppies all the time and get all my vitamins and everything I needed from cooking. Or the white cheddar cheese bites. Or like your stickers, just Little Debbie's. Just put them in the oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. I will, yeah. Any Little Debbie snack because I eat all of them. Yes. Um, if you uh, catch Bridget out, I'm still waiting on mine, but she's got her own personal <laughs> sticker. The Body by Debbie sticker. And I didn't And, and I've got to get one. I've got a Dad Bod by Debbie. So I, I, I do my push-ups, but I still eat my, my snack cakes Are you pushing down on ding-dongs? <laughs> I think that's Hostess. What am I talking about? Yes. The engineer yep, honey buns. Yep, I saw those honey buns. The breakfast of champions right yep, there, breakfast, man. lunch, dinner, whatever. All of that. That's what Usain Bolt ate right before he ran the world. That's what that fast <laughs> white boy in uh, Texas is eating, just straight little Debbies and Mountain Dew. And running nine nine in the hundred meters, and people were like, "Where the hell is where the hell does this dude come from?" I, nothing about eating little Debbie snacks makes me want to run. Like I'm really, it it actually was funny. I used to play semi pro football. I played for like eight or nine years, and when I was younger, I had a hard time gaining weight. So I would always eat little Debbies before the game, and I was like 160 pounds, eating like three or four oatmeal cream pies before a game. And somebody's like, "Man, you better not eat those. You're gonna look fat." You're going to get fat. And I, and the dude was like 275 pounds. I'm sitting here like 160 pounds. Like my helmet, I look like a, a, a ostrich because I got this big helmet on, these big shoulder pads, and these little spindly legs coming out the bottom. Were you a kicker? No, I was not. The, I was the <laughs> fastest. I couldn't kick to save my life. I was just real fast. So 
If I got the ball, I was gone. I could stop other people from catching the ball, but please don't ask me to tackle anybody because I don't want to end up in the hospital. Yeah, because you're only 160 pounds. Yeah, but I I kept eating Little Debbie's and I got up to 185. And then once I got fat enough, I made an all-star team. There you go. There's nothing wrong with Little Debbie's. You can't be a little skinny motherfucker forever. So (laughs) if you're a little skinny motherfucker, eat them Little Debbie's. Keep Fancy big cakes, baby. Yeah, whatever cakes you can get. Don't eat the tasty cake because tasty. The off-brand little Debbie's, the off-brand snacks are nasty as fuck. I'm sorry, tasty cake. If y'all send me now, some money, hold on. Tasty cake is based out of Philadelphia. Those are not bad. What is like the off-brand? Is it Drake's? Drake's was the one out of New York that uh, McKee actually bought. Mrs. Freshly's. Okay. Mrs. Freshly's is just Mrs. Freshly's is always in those uh, convenience stores. That has the freshest blunts and condoms, but everything else in there is stale as fuck. Like, if you look at the snack cakes, there's like a film of dust on them from like 1978. Oh, that's when you like buy the airheads and they're super hard. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of place. All right. Only thing fresh is the, is, is the blunt wraps. <laughs> well, man, man, it's been great having you in here, Bridget. Yeah, thank um, you. Anything else you want to say before you go? No, just uh, check me out on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Instagram. It's at robotpeni. Which is like multiple penises, peni. That's interesting. Yeah, it started out as a game and it just got weird. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, you can find out what I'm doing or how I'm feeling or, you know, what I like nasty thing I said to my girlfriend recently. Like, I don't know. Just Your girlfriend's going to shoot you. I thought I was bad, man. Your girlfriend's going to shoot you. I don't understand what she sees in me, but she's also a lot younger than I am. So I don't think she's like, she hasn't come to that point in her life yet where she's like, um, okay, fun and games is over now. It's time to be an adult, you know? Like, she hasn't gotten to that point where she's like, oh, you're like this all the time. People get to that point? <gasps> yeah, I think so. I avoid those people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> avoid those people at all fucking yeah. costs. She'll figure it out one day, and I'll just be like, oh, okay. But you'll be a multi-zillionaire. I hope. Like, world-famous comedian, by the way. Yeah, her. but then she'll like me, so... Well, I'm sure she likes you now. I mean, kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, this has been Chris Hopkins with Hop Topics. Uh, again, I want to thank the lovely Bridget Martin for coming on my show and just uh, really being a big part of uh, comedy here in Chattanooga in the Southeast and giving us uh, all opportunities and then giving us all something to laugh at. Yeah, and you can go um, uh, Comedy423 on Facebook. Yes, Comedy423. I can't believe I didn't mention that. And on Instagram, Comedy423. You can yes. find out about everything going on comedy in uh, Chattanooga there. In the beautiful greater Chattanooga area i think that wraps it up man i'm about to go home and eat me some little debbies mm. and flex my big fat gut is it the oatmeal cream pies oatmeal cream pies okay. and fudge rounds oh okay nice all, all the time I like I, star crunch i used to like star crunch but then it just kind of gets weird and chewy and then mm. just like i love it you just like smash the oatmeal cream for, you need how to have teeth i for can oatmeal smash cream oatmeal pie. cream pies oh, yeah oh, just man. a straw double decker one <gasps> yep Yep. One of these days, I'm going to break into the Dilla Debbie plant out there and just, like, steal, like, an oil drum full of, like, the white cream filling and just... I think you have your own white cream filling. <laughs> it's made of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And with that, we're going to end the show because I don't even know what to say after that. Thank you all for tuning in to Hop Topics. See you next time. Her name is... Just that nigga smoking blunt, so he spitting that game. Used to call me 420, but that shit all the same. I'm all in, man, like Texas holding my C5O patrolling. Where? But they. Where?